Hello everyone, welcome to the AfriTalk podcast where we come together to discover ourselves through our heritage and sharing our experiences in the diaspora. I am your host, Jackie. Hello, brothers and sisters. Once again, welcome to the AfriTalk podcast. I hope you all been doing well and you've recovered from last week's session. Because <laughs> this week we are continuing the discussion on the topic mental health in the African community in the diaspora. And Mrs. Mabel is still here and we're just going to continue. And yeah, just t- stay tuned, share this with everyone that you know. Um, let's just discuss about mental illness and what it does in our community, you know, in our churches and all that. So I'm really hoping that you've learned something from last week's session and that this week's session will also do you very, very good. Thank you for coming again, Mrs. Mabel. Well, I'm happy to be here and thank you for having me again. Um, So yeah, I'm Mabel, I'm the founder of Discovered Group on Instagram and we talk about all things mental health and we look at the five areas of personal development, which is um, your mental, emotional, physical, social and spiritual well-being. And I'm happy to be back again. Great. Thank you so much. Everybody, please check her out. Go to on her page. Me, I'll not talk. Just go on the page and you will see. You start, you start thinking of your about yourself. You start doubting. Mm, am I okay? <laughs> I'm telling you. Anyway, so we just continue with where we left off last week. This week, I want, I want us to take it to like you know the Christian way. You know, talk about you know mental health, how we see it in our community and stuff like that. Mabel, can you tell us if there are like any examples in the Bible about you know mental health illnesses and stuff like that? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, what I have found in the church, in the black churches is that we don't tend to talk much about mental health. And in the Bible, there are great examples of, you know, people that went through mental, suffered from mental health difficulties, and they experienced depression, isolation, and, you know, they felt despaired. And we can even see from Jesus's journey when he was on the cross and he cried out, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? And mm-hmm. that was a sign of someone that is experiencing neglect, right? And we can see um, great examples of people in the Bible, such as David. He was troubled and battled deep depression. And we see this in his writing in Psalms, mm-hmm. where he about loneliness, isolation, and, and his fear of the enemy. And when we look at 2 Samuel 12, 15 to 23 and 2 Samuel 12, 18 to 33, it talks about his grief and, and loss of his son, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. there are you know, many people in the Bible that had mental health problems. We also can see from Job who suffered through great mm-hmm. devastation and physical illnesses. And we see in the story of Job where he talks about why he didn't perish at birth and die because he came from the womb, right? Where he just wanted to die. And this is a clear sign of someone who is experiencing suicidal thoughts. And we can also see, um, you know, Moses, um, you know, Moses suffered a lot of neglect and 
you know, identity crisis because when his mom gave birth to him, she had to give him give him up because of the whole issues surrounding his birth where the king wanted every male child to be killed, right? Mm-hmm. And then in defense to his um, his tribe, he had he killed someone. And you know, when you have committed murder, that can cause a lot of trauma. And, you know, he, like I, I, I mentioned in our last um, episode, our last recording about some of the signs of mental health is when someone gets really angry all the time. And we mm. the same thing with Moses when Jesus asked him to kind of touch the rock and water will come out. But then he went and struck the rock and that was the God because of his the anger, anger. and that prevents mm. him from entering into the promised land. So yes, there are there are great, great, great examples of people who suffered mental health difficulties. You know Esther. You know people like Sarah when they were looking for for ch- the the fruit of the womb. You know, and infertility can cause great, great impact on one's Gosh. life. So we have great examples of women who didn't have the fruits of the womb and they cried out and, you know, later on, God bless them with the fruits of the womb. But when we look at their journeys where, you know, I believe it was Esther when one of the ladies was in, in, in the church and crying out and the man of God said, have you, are you, ah, are you drunk? Oh, mm-hmm. this one, this one, you, we are testing our Bible knowledge. Yeah. This, I, I know, it's not Esther. It's some, it's, uh, can't yeah anyway but that, that did happen. please tell me in the send me a dm when you remember yeah. when you know who we are talking about <laughs> no it wasn't if i remember i will i will bring it up mm-hmm. it was in the bible and the the man of god said you know are you drunk and they, she said she wasn't drunk right so we can mm-hmm. see throughout their journey of looking for the fruits of the womb how they suffered great depression and loneliness and longing for a child and you know so some do have this infertility and mental health thing on clubhouse and it's amazing how it really really impacts one's mental health so yes to your question there are great examples of people who um suffered from mental illnesses in the bible including our great role model jesus himself Jesus Christ himself. Why have you forsaken me? And that was a, a clear sign of, of isolation and loneliness. And yeah. Oh, this thing. Eh? But hmm, is there like a spiritual side of mental uh, illness which can like be cured by prayer? Because you no, know, the reason why I'm saying this is that some, you know, some people, they are maybe very shy, very quiet. And then maybe their parents will go to the pastor and be like, ah, my child is too laid back. Pray for him or her. And then I'm believing that God will cure him or her. And then they'll be, you know, outspoken and things like I, that. As a child of God, I believe that it's absolutely vital to pray mm-hmm. about all things. Um, you know, mm-hmm. God even tells us to cast our burdens onto him. And, you know, he loves us unconditionally. You know, he, he pours out his love upon us. He embraces us with, with his love. But at the same time, when Jesus came, he didn't come for the save. He, he really engaged with so many people who um, had, you know, depression, physical health problems. He engaged with people who have disabilities. You know, there was a man at the beside the pool 
you know, he engaged with so many different kinds of people. And yes, it's good to pray, but sometimes it's also important to go to the root cause of why we are going through what we are going through. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you take someone that has been sexually abused or someone that has been physically, emotionally abused in the family or wherever that they may find themselves, and then now due to that sexual abuse or physical abuse or emotional abuse, mm -hmm. they have now been traumatized. I don't think we can necessarily just pray that away. You know, it's something that needs to be dealt with. They need to talk to someone about how they're feeling. They need to mm. talk to someone about their emotion. They need to talk to someone about their experience. How does that make them feel? The whole experience and gradually find ways to deal with that trauma that they have experienced. And I don't think that that's something that we can necessarily pray away. Although we can pray for healing, that God will take them on that journey of healing and that they will find the right support to bring them healing. Mm. I don't think it's something that we can be like, you've been sexually abused, you've been emotionally abused, you've been physically abused. So let me just pray that it's all okay. So wake up tomorrow and the memory will be wiped out, out of your head. I don't think that is something that is possible. And again, I will relate back to this back to our physical health. If, for example, you fell and then you are struggling to walk or some, you had an accident and you are struggling to walk and they will send you for physiotherapy for you mm -hmm. to learn how to walk again, yeah. learn to manage your pain. So if we are saying that, if that's the case, then why can't, if someone has fallen and they've injured themselves and now they're struggling to walk, why can't we just say, okay, let me, let me just pray away the heart, high blood pressure. Yeah. pray away you're going to see the doctor for your headache or your flu your cold that you have yeah those things we do pray about them you know when you have cancers heart problems and things like that we do take it to god in prayer and we pray about it but at the same time we still go to the gp we still go to yeah the for them to yeah. give us medicine or whatever that they will prescribe for us to take so we can mm -hmm. It's a combination of the two. It's a combination. Wow. Where I feel like the misunderstanding is coming in, where we feel like if someone is experiencing depression or, you know, um, bipolar anxiety, if someone is going through trauma, we feel like their their experience or whatever they're feeling is not valid. And that if they say, I feel depressed or I have anxiety or whatever the mental illness may be, that if once they voice it out, we feel like your faith, you, you, your faith is not strong. That's why you are. Mm. The story, Jesus didn't come and die for you to be depressed. It's the enemy that is telling you that saving like the. Uh, there's uh, power in the tongue speak positive things and it will come up but if you're always saying that then that means you you become and i'm like hey they are worrying us so <laughs> i guess the same you know we can also argue that well the next time you have had high blood pressure sit at home and don't go to the <laughs> don't go to the hospital <laughs> you know we can also argue the same but the mind is is also an organ in the body but i feel all of this confusion or this kind, this whole thing is happening. There isn't a lot of education and understanding about mental health. A lot of education. Yeah. I think that is really yeah. what the problem is. But, you know, even um, in the Bible, when we, I think, Saul 
or someone like that when he was being tormented when he was tormented by the demons they had to get i think david or someone to play the harp to play the music um it was it wasn't in a book at Neza or someone Eesh, this one <laughs> Hey Jackie, I have to go and learn my Bible. I don't even know anymore. But I know I know the story. I know who we are talking about. Just the name is mm. yeah. When they're listening, I'm sure they will get the gist of what we are talking about. Mm-hmm, exactly. David really had to play the harp for the so that when they when he played the harp, it kind of gave him some kind of peace. And that was kind music of therapy, right? That was a music therapy. So many, many years ago, back in the Bible, therapy was already there in the Bible you see you know so we can't just we can't just be like oh just you know life and death lies in the power of the tongue so it's good we declare affirmation is a great and i'm a great advocate for affirmations declaring positive things over your life declaring good things you know as you start your day your week have great words that will lift your spirit up but at the same time you know if something is really wrong somewhere or you've gone through trauma you've been abused your parents have separated, you've lost a loved one, I believe that it's necessary for you to be able to talk it through, go to therapy, talk it through, talk about how you feel, acknowledge our emotions. But if someone within the community is telling you, I feel down today, I feel sad, I don't know Mm -hmm. why, and you say, oh, just pray, God, Jesus didn't die for you to come in. You are depressed. You are disregarding how they are feeling. You are not validating their emotions, right? So I think it's absolutely necessary for us to acknowledge when someone says this is how they feel, that's how they feel. And so we need to acknowledge their emotions and support them where we can. But again, it comes down to lack of um, education, education, understanding and lack of awareness and also um, lack of revelation of the Bible. You are going deep. I've <laughs> not asked God for insight and revelation. Then you are just reading words. You're just literally reading words. I'm telling you. And those people that will also tell you that or oh, um, someone with mental illness is demon possessed. Ah, when I hear things like that, I'm like, hi. Yeah. It's not close to you. That's why if, he's, if it was you that was experiencing what that person is experiencing you won't say that i hear so many times also in our churches in the community people calling their you know their children or you know people around them witches or oh this person the devil has is doing this with the person the devil is doing that with the person because the person has a mental illness or they'll say oh yeah maybe your your father or your mother uh, you know wronged someone before so now that curse or whatever has turned has come you know has come to you know deal with you or or some things like that like mm-hmm. yeah what do you think about that <laughs> i mean i'm even tired i'm even tired um, yeah it's absolutely wrong um to call someone that is going through mental health difficulties as a witch or demon possessed and again it comes down to lack of education And I remember when my great-great-grandmother, before she passed away, when I was in Ghana, she had had this illness, that illness that, you know, people tend to forget, lose their memory. And in Ghana, they they branded her as a witch because they tend to become like a child and they don't have have memory. 
and they will just go out and they'll get lost and they start to see things around. But again, it's just lack of education. And she was branded as a witch. But now looking back, look, I mean, fast forward 20 years later and we can see how there's a lot more awareness. It's unfortunate that, mm-hmm. that illness is now there's a lot more awareness about those illnesses and how to treat and how to relate to the person. So if we are going to call people who are mentally unwell and say that they are demon possessed or they are witches, it would mm-hmm. be rather unfortunate when 20 years to come, we will now mm-hmm. be like, have we, had we known? Right? Had we known? Had we known? So it's not, I think it's absolutely wrong to, 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 to call people that they are witches, they are demon possessed. And I feel, again, this is really happening mostly in the black churches and in the white churches they so I think it's again it's just lack of I don't I find that in the white churches Mm -hmm. they save space for people to freely talk about mental health to help break the stigma and Mm. they create and support for mental health in the white churches but it's just when you really come to the black churches that I feel like it still remains a taboo to some extent in the black community and we tend to brand people as witches because when we talk immediately they hear mental health they think mental like yeah you're crazy yeah you're mad that's not that's not what mental health is about you know so yeah to your question I think it's not right that we 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 tend to brand people's as witches or demon possessed when they are having mental health difficulties i don't think is the right mm-hmm. yeah to share one of my uh, experiences with uh, with all this i remember when i was younger mm. i was going through a lot of depression loneliness and things like that and um i remember <laughs> instead of like you know like you just said about the black church you know you would expect that you know a church is a safe haven somewhere you can go you can also talk to people at least you guys have the same belief and things like that right and then I remember talking to one or two people about it this is how I'm feeling and stuff can you imagine that the pastor of the church literally started doing deliverance service just for me to be delivering me from the enemy's grip because I said I was you know I was going through all these things things like that and then people will start People literally used to call me a witch because I was feeling depressed. I was lonely. I was really, you know, and I'm not the only one. Mm -hmm. I've known people who've gone through that, especially in the African churches. And, you know, not all African churches. Let's be clear about that. You know, it's not an attack on African churches in the diaspora or whatever. But some churches tend to, you know, brand people, their members as witches or whatsoever Mm -hmm. when they are experiencing mental illness and I remember they used to you know the group around me and be praying and and whatever they just spitting on me all over and just laying their hands and I'll just be shaking up and down I'm like this is not working and, and at the end of the day it even make me feel more like even worse than I was feeling before so that's bringing me to the next question like how can the church you know what what role can the like how can the church play a role in yeah. all this? I just you know? wanted to add um to what mm-hmm. the point I made earlier on that the illness mm-hmm. that my grandmother had was dementia. Aha, uh-huh, dementia. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. At that time, there wasn't a lot of knowledge about it. So dementia is also mental. It's related to the mind, but it was mm-hmm. yeah. 
awareness and she was moving from one church to the other. And just like you rightly um, shared your journey about your mental health problems, mm -hmm. it was the same thing with her where the pastors will come and they would just be praying, praying, praying. Yes. And they wouldn't go, they would just brand her as a witch. But then it was just a disorder that it, all it needed was better understanding, better care and knowing how to manage the whole thing. So how can the church play a role in this? I feel, yeah, it's just, you know, lack of uh, education and also people not to opening up about to share their journey, you know? We're not mm -hmm. opening up the conversation around mental health. It's something that I've never been in any church so far that talks about mental health um, in, the, in any Black church yet. So it's just something that we don't talk about. And I feel like in the black community, we just tend to be like, oh, let's just pray about everything. And it and then away. But no, I feel like God is the same God today, yesterday and forever. Mm -hmm. But God is also do, always doing something new. Do you understand? God is always doing mm -hmm. something new. So the way that we knew God 20, 30 years ago, God is the same, yes. But God always does something new and he always have different strategies. Just mm -hmm. because we saw God yesterday as a God of fire does not mean that we'll be seeing God today as a God of fire. He might come as a God of, of, of the sun, God of water. He might come in different dimensions, right? Mm -hmm. So just because yesterday God um, used water to heal you, it doesn't mean that he's going to use water to heal me today. Mm -hmm. He might heal me through my doctor. He might heal me through my midwife. He might heal me through my friend. So we can't just be boxed up in our mind that there's only one way that God can bring healing to us. God can use the therapies to bring healing to you. I have had so many testimonies of some of my, my therapist friends that have seen great results with their clients coming to see them and talking about their struggles and seeing the change in their lives and just because wow. you know it's you know it's as a as children of God it's great to pray and God definitely is a God of answered prayers and he does heal us and we can pray and someone might be healed instantly mm -hmm. God do that but perhaps God wants to maybe heal you through your doctor through you going to therapy God is going to use that therapy to bring healing to you I don't feel like we should just mm -hmm so close-minded and just put God in one box and say that this is the only way that God can bring healing to us. And I, I think see. it's the time for the churches to really, really understand that God is the same today, yesterday, and forever, yes, but God is always doing something new. God is always on a, on a different move. He moves differently. He, there's so many dimensions to God that we can't just put him in one box and mm -hmm. think that we know God the way we knew him yesterday. yesterday. Different dimensions of God. There are different aspects of God that we need to know. And I don't feel like we can fully, we can confidently say that we have come to know God in, in his own entirety, that we know God fully. No, we don't know him fully. So if mm -hmm. we're able to have that understanding that God is able to bring healing through different ways, He's not going to come and descend down from heaven and touch us, but he will bring blessings to us through people, through doctors, through medicine, through science, you know. And it's just so interesting because I work for a Christian organization and it's amazing when we pray, 
You know, we pray for doctors, we pray for nurses, we pray for the. Oh, wow. We pray about signs, how God can, we pray for God to use signs to bring medicine to help people that are going through pain, people that are going through pain at the end of, end of their lives, you know. We pray for God to use signs to bring medicines that will help minimize those pains so they can die with dignity and all of this. But when you come to the black churches, what do mm. you pray? You know, God, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. Seriously, that's what I explained. Then, um, um, then I started going to like a you know more multicultural church, like mainly white. You know, like the pastors, and um, I, it was very different. Like when I started start talking to them about my problems, like depression and stuff like that. They, these people they have like a whole com- like their community is so huge and diverse and they have literally like teams different teams that they do counseling therapy so yeah. many things and they are so knowledgeable about it and they tell you yes we have to pray about it but still you need this and that and that and that and then I look at our own people and I'm like hey what is going on mm. yeah I think sometimes it's the fear of you know, the kind of culture that they've built in the mm-hmm. church. If something is wrong, go bring this money and then I'll pray and healing will come. And drink anointing oil. Ah, the concussion people too. <laughs> if, if, if your doctor is supposed to, you know, she should open our belly. The things they'll find there, only God, will, only God can descend down and take it out. Nobody can take it out again. Yeah. <laughs> but like, is there like a specific place that you can go to when you're dealing with like mental illness? Like a space, is it, or is, is it that you should go to like your, your, your GP, you know, your, your doctor, and then they will find you the right person? Or is there like a, I don't know, a, a, where should you go, you know, when you're dealing with mental yes, illness? Yes, so um, great question because sometimes people have mental health problems and they don't know where to go um, mm-hmm. to seek help. But I would like to encourage um, every one of your listeners today that there are great resources, there are great help and supports available no matter where you are in the world. I'm not so sure about Africa, but I'm sure there are organizations um, that you know, work on mental health um, problems and there will be, there are so many helps available. So firstly, I would say, if you feel comfortable to talk to your friends and your family or someone that you trust, then do so make sure you speak to someone about what you are going through. You can talk to your doctor about it. And over here in the UK, we call it GP. So you can talk to your GP, you can talk to your doctor about how you are feeling, how it's impacting you. And they would then be able to signpost you to the right service and support available in your country. Um, there are mental health special, there are specialist mental health services in your country. So over here, you can go to your GP or the mental health services within your borough, and they will be able to give you the help and support. They will be able to give you assessment. Um, but I don't know how it works in different countries um, because I don't know. And the kind of listeners that you have. But again, if you are able to speak to your doctor, speak to someone that you trust, mm. the internet is a great place. You can find, you know, great resources within your country, in your community. I'm sure if someone in the Netherlands is able to get in touch with you, you'll be able to Google something and signpost them. Or even if you get in touch with me, I'll be happy to um, send over some resources to them. Wow. Mental health, we have mental health charities such as Mind, Rethink, Mental Health Foundations and Samaritans are great. Um, 
They have so many resources about mental health. Again, you can check out my Instagram page on Discovered Group on Instagram. I have some resources on there. If you feel like whatever that we've talked about in the previous session and now, and there are, there, there are things that you feel that you can connect to or you can relate to, they can feel free to send me a DM or reach out to you. Mm-hmm. And then together we can try and find them help and support that. There are a lot, a lot of resources. Again, for the Black if you go on Instagram, um, you can find Black Minds Matter, which is mainly mental health support for Black communities. So that's, again, Black Minds Matter. We have Young Minds, which is, again, for Black people. So, yeah, if you are struggling, if you are really finding it difficult and you don't know where to go for help, they can reach out to you or myself and for me, I'll be happy to support and give them, you know, signpost them to to the right services. And I believe you'll be happy to do the same. Yes. So thank you so much on that, Mabel. Brothers and sisters, thank you once again for sticking around for today's episode. I promise you, we are almost coming to an end with this mental health series. Trust me, next week will be the last one. Thank you so much again, Mabel. Um, We've been learning so much so far. Next week, we'll continue and we will talk about, you know, if taking medicine for mental uh, illnesses um, is, yeah, is bad or not and if it's okay and if you should always take it and things like that. And we also talk about how to open up to people or like people in our loved ones, how to open up to our loved ones about what we are dealing with and how people should receive someone coming to them, telling them about their mental health struggles. So stick around till next week and we will be here again. So that's all I have for you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Afri Talk podcast. Please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast and share it with everyone you know. For more amazing stories, stay connected by following me on all social media platforms. Find me on Instagram at AfriTalk underscore pod, on Twitter at AfriTalkPod and on Facebook, AfriTalk Podcast. Or you can send me an email at AfriTalkP at gmail.com. AfriTalkP at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.